Hey, welcome to the TVA Podcast with comedian Todd Van Allen and me, Darcy Fyan. This show is not work safe, not family friendly, and not to be taken seriously. Seriously. Um, so, yeah, here we are back with uh, episode, I don't even know what number this is going to be now. 73? No, we blew that out of the water ages ago. 600 We're not that big. There's, it's like 83, 85? 85. It'll be 85. 85. I mix up 8s Welcome, Welcome, uh, listeners of uh, episode 85. Uh, we are here in my palatial 600 square feet of wonder recording this again but this time we actually have the microphones and to show you the steps that we're going at to bring it even more professionally we have 120 bucks worth of mixer is that what it is uh taxes and yeah and cables yeah 120 yeah. bucks 120 really bucks professional stuff <laughs> it, it taxes is and cables <laughs> you're you're coming off very uh, matt belknap right now not even touching the except he doesn't drink on air he drinks water he drinks water but he's certainly not drinking a, a lovely uh, amsterdam natural blonde who I hope will be a sponsor at some point. They really have just been de facto sponsors anyway. Uh, so you got that boom mic happening. We have Darcy Finder across producing this. It's good to be back. And uh, I am on the couch in some form of therapy position of some sort. With um, At the end of it, our, uh, our guest this week, Jay McEwen. Hi, Todd. Hi. Hi, Darcy. Oh. <laughs> hey. you, look very, you look very sheepish. Oh, do I? You do. I have a hard time being in introduced introduced yeah so what do you do at like parties and stuff like that you just name tags parties or? yeah name tags <laughs> hello <laughs> i just picture you walking with like a, like a huge stack of hello my name is and you just write your name there it's like you don't need to introduce me now no. so your day so um yeah welcome to the welcome to the place this is your first time here this is my first time here. and uh it's yeah it is what it is. It's not bad. It's great. Got a little bit of carpet over there. Yeah, there is carpet. There's a, a carpet. much less uh, huge gaps in the hardwood than there is in my studio. So uh, <laughs> that's nice. So I, you you live in the Mister Building. I live in the Mister. Yeah. All right. The Mister Building. <laughs> well, that's that's how I knew it as. Oh. Okay. Because you know when um, whenever I first got over there, uh, he was the first guy that I met, so I became his building, not knowing that there's 85 people that I know that live in that place. Do you guys have been uh, any? Listeners from the fire department to the fire marshal. Oh yeah, we have okay. A, so yeah, we have a huge uh, fire. So no one marshal, no one lives. In oh yeah, the that's mystery. right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give I, us a little more. I know. <laughs> I have now gotten everyone evicted through this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't live there. You no. work there. Everyone a huge. Studio. Everyone works there or does right. industrial commerce Absolutely. there. No one calls it their place of residence. Everyone has another fixed address. Yeah, they sell T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> the odd used book, a macrame of some sort. Uh, the odd used There's a kitten mill. <laughs> that's at the end. Oh, <laughs> that's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite James Butlin jokes. He goes, you know, some words ju- uh, sound cute, but they really aren't. For example, puppy mill. My favorite James Butlin joke. So, um, so you've been, you and I have known each other for ages. It seems like ever since. Don't mind. Just put that anywhere. Uh, all right. It's a pillow. Sorry. The pillow drops. <laughs> Is it, it's not going to mark the floor, is it, Darcy? It's not? Okay, good. I Because um, <laughs> the pillows have corners. These are nice. You could put an eye out with these things. Um, so we've known each other for a while, and you've been like kind of all over the place, like career-wise, since I've known you. Um, That's fair. It's, it's not a bad thing. No. I mean, like you, you've got some, some really, really cool stuff in the 
the stuff we want to talk to you about today. Well, give us a rundown. Is yeah. So since we met, actually, <clears throat> since we met, I moved. You and I have known each other for about five years now. Yep. Uh, I've lived in Toronto for a little more than six. Mm-hmm. From uh, sunny Regina, Saskatchewan. Hello to all the listeners in Regina, Saskatchewan. We have a huge Green Riders fan base. I wouldn't imagine huge. <laughs> uh, nonetheless. We get we get an email once a week, yeah, from uh, from them saying how come you don't have from any them. receivers on? They just get really mad at me. So, well, remarkable enough, I could name drop a little bit. <laughs> <coughs> City of a uh, hundred eighty thousand people. Remarkably, their backup quarterback went sat across from me in grade four. What? Wow. Yeah. Nice. And now he plays for the Argonauts and lives in Mississauga. Really? Yeah. Do you get to go see him at all? Or? Uh, actually, remarkably, and get, not to get too far off topic, the last time I was in Saskatchewan was for a wedding in the summer, mm-hmm. and on my flight back, he was he sat uh, across the row from me. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, it was, uh, it's a goddamn small world. Kind of, well, of course it is, yeah. but he lives in a basement suite in Mississauga, and I live downtown Toronto with a real life. And <laughs> friends. <He's, laughs> and, and what does he do? Throws a ball. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Once, once a week. Yeah. Like, that's what hard. that? <laughs> like that's, a, that's a job now. That's a job. Man. <laughs> I uh, I actually know Mark Cohan. Oh, he right used on. to he used to work at Audience View. He was the president of that. So, that would make sense. So now he's uh, now he's the uh, Lord and Master of the CFL. Hmm? So you call the commissioner of the yeah commissioner, I guess. Not that, it's, the it's, NFL it's, they have a commissioner. I don't know. No, no, no. Yeah, it's a, it's a commissioner. It's a CFL. commissioner. Yeah, that job changes. I, I hope he gets like a, like a fedora and a badge. <laughs> That's what I hope. And a whistle. He comes, <laughs> he comes down. <laughs> and a cane. Flashes the badge. Yeah. Excuse me, I've got to get into the change rooms. <laughs> <laughs> one, right, w- one white glove. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what shenanigans you're trying to pull out there, McGillicuddy. <laughs> Up here we use three downs and that's it. Jesus. <laughs> so, okay. So you moved in from... That, that got away from us. That, yeah, well, uh, that's going to happen a lot. You're going to see a lot of these things run out the door. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Good. How many how many Amsterdam natural blonde are there for us to uh, run out the door with? <laughs> There's tons. Okay, good. Yeah, where are you? Uh, yeah, so like I said, I moved here from Regina, Saskatchewan. Uh, six years ago, you and I have been friends for five. I've lived in the neighborhood for yeah. about five years after a horrifying year at Young and Eglinton, I think. Yeah. You yeah. might know where that is if you look it up on mm-hmm. a map. Google Maps is good for that. Right by Absolute Comedy, another great place to perform if you're ever uh, looking for stage time in the Toronto area. Make sure you go to Absolute Comedy. Oh, okay. I was going to I was going to give a plug to the Chicken Deli. Oh, the Chicken <laughs> Deli. I uh, if you want to get picked up by cougars <laughs> and have or their mothers, good wing or their mothers. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to say who's got less teeth. I lived in Mount Pleasant in Davisville for an entire calendar year and I swear to god I was the youngest person in my neighborhood by at least 35 years. Yeah. You would. Wow. Yeah. You would so, be. Uh, the 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 unicorn when it gets uh fired up and going. It was a place my aunt and uncle took me. Like, hey, you'll love this place. We get in there. It's like an Irish Rovers cover band oh. that was in there and yeah, it was Fate's worse than death. It was a, a challenging <laughs> evening. Let's put it that way. It was. Uh, and it, sorry, we were talking about career, career, yes, career, your career, 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 career. Um, Thank you for bringing this back. <laughs> <laughs> see, welcome <laughs> back, Darcy. You see, we've had two episodes now without Darcy, and because everyone's saying like, ah, oh, you kind of go all over the place. This is our want. You know, we just we don't have a script. <laughs> and so Darcy has always been really good about reeling things back. And what are you doing? You're sitting over there sweating, I'm dabbing <laughs> your brow. I am. I'm, well, I'm very comfortable. Yeah. I'm very hot. Uh huh. I think it's the beer because it's so cold. Yes. Is that what it is? No, it is. Yeah. As soon as I have my first beer, sweat breaks. I don't know why. It's really? Hmm. 
You I think should you're allergic. Yeah, you should probably have that looked at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're a problem alcoholic. Maybe that's it. <laughs> well, I could be too. <laughs> You get the sweats and then have the beer, and they would go away. Oh, okay. Oh, I, thought, way around. I thought your body's trying to push out everything natural and let the beer in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the first few sips just get the spiders off the skin. Actually, like maybe dab some on my hanky and then just <laughs> try and pick it in through you're, my eyeballs. You're, you're, com- you're coming off very Southern Belle. I declare it is a scotch here today. <sighs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> you just need a bonnet. Yep. So I worked in restaurants. So you used to work in restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Darcy, look how he's doing your job for you there now. We go. Okay, so which what was it. what was your restaurant? Your first one that you moved uh, that you came into when you uh, moved to Toronto. Well, when I moved to Toronto, I worked in a as a line cook in a uh, wonderfully scary pub called the Longest Yard. I have been there at um, Mount Pleasant Mount Pleasant Manor Road, yes. or just yes. south of Manor. What's the other one? I don't know. But uh, yeah, spent uh, somewhere sp- in the middle of the city. Spent a uh, horrifying six months working there. What um, made it horrible? Oh, you know, I don't know. Having <laughs> white boy pedigree of yeah. uh, of all the fine dining you can experience in Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. Alberta, Manitoba. Right. Having to come here and flip burgers and uh, toss wings for, like I said, people thirty five years older than me. Mm-hmm. Did they? Uh, they used to do the the yard of beer too there. Right. They had yards yeah. on display, but they never really served from them. Right. However, there were plaques affixed to the bar of where uh, old customers that used to sit that had passed on from oh. the drink. <laughs> yeah, the, the bloated liver section. Oh, oh God. <laughs> That's kind of modeling. Five fucking plaques oh. of dead Jesus. drunks. What does that How tell you? How big are these you? plaques? Oh, okay. they're, I'd say probably about two inches by three quarters of an inch. Okay, so it's like, you know, it's like a name bench tag. in memory of. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. My locals got that too. I was thinking like, you know, those things are about the size of like a manhole cover and just like. You know, oh, but a, they don't affix park or people's names to park benches that died on them. No. Or, <laughs> maybe or they do. By park benches. Yeah, or killed by park benches. <laughs> yeah. Aunt Tess. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> was sworn by pigeons. <laughs> Not on this spot. Alfred Hitchcock, we hardly knew ye. Well, I mean, <laughs> seriously, all those all those wonderful dedications are you should pay for by people's families, not yeah. in memory to the homeless. Right. <laughs> that died on or underneath <laughs> them. The bench. This is for old Jimmy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this is for one foot Lenny. Ah, uh, Baghead. Baghead! <laughs> yeah, Baghead. I forgot about Baghead. Uh, for those of you who uh, don't drink regularly <laughs> Old York... We have a homeless guy down here who is affectionately known as Baghead because that's his hat of choice. Yeah, sometimes he'll wear two different colors in, in okay. a season. Yeah, there'll mm-hmm. be no frills with a Dominion. <laughs> that's, my, that's my favorite combo of his uh, you know, quite a bit. Because oh. you've, got, you've got that nice bright yellow bag, but then you've got that nice Canadianified uh, logo of the Dominion. Is it just sitting on there flapping away, or is it yeah. tied like a do-rag or no, something? No, it's all... It, yeah. Almost. I can't actually figure it out, and I've looked a little too close, as some right. people would put it, as Sky would officially put it. I've examined him a little too closely to see how that bag stays on, because he gets some high winds. Like, it gets windy on that street. I, I th- first thing I thought of was that he just puts the handle loops right through his ears. <laughs> and just makes sure he has that. You mean in one ear or the other? Lob- lobs it of the feet bag. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like the feet bag, except he's just rotated it up his head, like, where, 180 degrees. Where his lobotomy was. Yes. Yeah, all right. That's it. <laughs> Is that feedback at heyhtba.com? Feedback at HayesTVA? No. <laughs> no, I think it's feedback. Oh, if people want to email us here. Right. Feedback at HayesTVA.com. Uh, what do they do if they got a phone? What do they do there? 
I can never and remember. Uh, let's see if I can get it to 206 202 Spot on. Look at that. It's yeah. like you never left. It's, voicemail. it's wow. like you haven't it's like you haven't been away. You it's have like been recovered. and we're going to have to talk about your obligation to the show. <laughs> so, uh, so you were at the longest the longest yard. I've only been there once. No, so was, I have not seen the thing. It was uh, a buddy of mine dragged me out there who probably himself is an alcoholic as well. So that's maybe So that's you're a we line went. cook. Birds of a feather. Yes, line man. cook. You like so you had like a head chef working shifts there. Uh, well, head chef like, would be a stretch, but uh, you had like a manager then. Yeah, uh, it was a large gentleman that didn't speak a lot of English. Yeah, he would kind of tell us what to do and when to be there. And wait, wait, wait! There's a guy like that in Toronto. Uh, well, big guy doesn't speak English. What? <laughs> the nerve! <laughs> <laughs> Step up, sunshine. Uh, so what was his name too? Uh, I don't know. Gustav. No, he was, he was he was Russian, and he was he was actually a rather sweet guy, but just just hated life. So, how many people in the kitchen then on a shift? Uh, on a shift, there would have been two of us, and we would serve uh, about 140 people on a busy night of mm-hmm. baskets of wings and burgers and nachos, and yeah, you, yeah, kind of soul crushing for someone. Of- I can see the look in your eye right now. <laughs> it's, it's like you're about to well up and go. I can't believe I'm out of that. Well, I okay, Darcy, who doesn't know my history, is going to find out why it's so horrifying as to. I'd like to say how far I've come now. Yeah, no, it's this. This is this is the baby steps, right? Well, did you have to do your, the, the dishes as well there? Oh yeah, get her in the dishwasher. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked as a dishwasher in a, a hotel restaurant for um, one month. That's yeah. as long as I could go. Yeah, because um, as you may notice, I don't handle the heat. <laughs> and there's that expression ben, about like is you that, can't yeah. stand Do they the give heat. you dabbing breaks that you could you know, go off and stand in the walk-in cooler? All the rest of the like, cooks and sous chef are smoking, and yeah, he's yeah. just out there with a hanky and a spray bottle. <laughs> Anyone else want to go for a dab break? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I too used to work as a dishwasher. It's my first job ever. Everyone, I think Long everyone, sh- everyone who hasn't should, and everyone yeah. who has. Yep. You can almost kind of tell. Like it, you, They've got that look in their eyes of, like, I've been crushed once. Yeah. I'm not going to let it happen. Uh, or they keep getting crushed. I, Either way. It's like a hammer <laughs> to my nuts that I get every day. I, there is not a soul that in my body left that hasn't been punched and beaten. Um, to the, the dishwashing place I was at, Voyager Restaurant at Highway 2 and 401. Oh. You can get it on Yep. So it was a... What was it like as far as like volume? Like when you were working, oh, shift, it was you were going on. This was in because I'm an old man. This was in the mid '80s when there was a whole bunch of road traffic. Like '84 between '82 and '84, they had restaurants then. They, you know, they did. They weren't. <laughs> they were hard to come by. This was the one that we had in our town, uh, and uh, in times when you didn't have money, you could use the barter system. So we would, oh, you know, sometimes tabs, I think they sometimes that we would get a cheeseburger for a quart of wood, oh, stuff man, like that. There you go. That's a fairly decent a big, deal. A big pig, you know, like a hog, you Com- could come in. And coming from Saskatchewan, I actually know how large a, a full cord of birch would, I know what it looks like. It's yeah. a, that's a lot of wood. Yeah. For well, a cheeseburger, that's, that's, but that's, you know. Yeah. I guess it's fairly easy to come by. I'd say half a cord for cheeseburger. Yeah. Can you break a cord? Can you break a cord? cheeseburger. Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, the Voyager Delight, the two patties with the triangled cheese on the top. <laughs> mm. uh, or as we used to call it, as we're writing it on bills, because I eventually got promoted to waiting on tables. Oh. The Voidel. The Voidel. Um, and then I, would, I also got to pump gas there. Because we had a gas station. I always wash my hands before I pump the gas. <laughs> and um, this, it was like the full serve. So I had to know like where the, you know, where the dipsticks were and what it meant. And that was all. You know. All right. So yeah. I'm not going to accuse you guys doing this, but all of us having worked 
in a kitchen for some length of time. How much food was being st- stolen? Oh, like, you kidding? We went grocery shopping. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. But other people did. My so, roommates yeah. also worked at the same kitchen. And we just steal ridiculous shit. Like stuff that we couldn't <laughs> use. We had. But I'm allergic to plankton. Buckets and buckets of clams that no one knew how to clean. (laughs) So we had. um, The beard's the tastiest. Like a five gallon or five, uh, I guess, five pound bag of lime jello powder. Oh, dear. Five pounds of that kicking around. It lasted the whole year. (laughs) It would have to. A year? That's it? Yeah. Now, <laughs> I'd say that's a, you're eating with a spoon. You're not, yeah. uh, what, you're not going to the trouble of boiling water or anything. Right. So what, what, kind cool of, what kind of marshmallows would you be floating them in? Did you go for just the straight white or the multicolor? Oh, it's going to be multicolor. Right? I see. You know, I'm straight white. But straight in lime white. jello? Takes away from the limeness of the jello. You're not thinking. No orange jello, then it's just white because oh. you get that sort of creamsicle kind of look. Taste but then when do you sp- sprinkle the cheddar cheese on it like grandma used to do? <laughs> what? Horrifying. You never had that? Cheddar cheese? Cheddar cheese. Five or like it, shredded or on carrots. Top of it. Shredded it, carrots I'm familiar with. I'm not familiar with the shredded cheese. Oh, yeah. And like <laughs> American. Cottage one. cheese. Oh, the, yeah. See, I, I wow. almost, I, we almost had our first throwing <laughs> up guess. That just hit the back that, of my throat. <laughs> you, you, you put cottage cheese in, and I can't remember what the flavor of choice was. Probably raspberry. We can stop talking about this. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is horrifying. Yeah, I'm sorry I brought it up, but uh, <laughs> Jay almost did. Buzzing! So I quit working in that kitchen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, bounced around a couple front of house restaurants. Ended up at the wonderful Niagara Street Cafe. Ah, yes, that's right. Right in the neighborhood. Worked that's there right. for uh, Anton Poppin. Great man. Uh, wonderful sommelier. Now, which. You're right. Which uh, inception of Niagara Street Cafe was this? This wasn't when it was the two lesbians that ran it. No, not okay. the lesbian mother and daughter couple. Right. Um, it would have been... I know, that sounds awkward when you say it out loud, doesn't it? <laughs> lesbian mother and daughter couple. Yeah. They both happen to be lesbians and yeah. happen to be mother and daughter. No, no, no. After Anton had uh, purchased this business okay, and cool. reopened. So I I worked for him for uh, close to three years. And that's basically around the time you and I met. Mm-hmm. Okay, so explain front of house. Waiter? Waiter, yes. Okay. okay. Uh, novice <laughs> <laughs> doesn't know what a front of house is. I figured that's what it was, but in the theater, which is where I spent a good uh, chunk of my life, that's actually being shown to your seat. So it's not on, uh, not unlike what happens in restaurants. Oh, front there you of house, go. right? Like a hostess yeah, you, would. You sit down. We usher. don't bring food. Well, you fucking go and get that at intermission. Don't <laughs> even think of bringing it into the theater. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you animals! You're anti-food, yes. Front of house theater. I am anti-food, whereas you're very pro-food. Mm-hmm. But I bet you this. Bet you you're against dinner theater, as you should be. Oh, fuck! That's the best. <laughs> that's the best and worst of uh, of front of house experiences in one go. Some of the worst waiters I know work in dinner theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the waiters you're worried about. Oh, but it's it's. No. Uh, yeah, as soon as you combine those two things together, you're not going to get a decent one of them. No, there's there's a handful of people I know that have actually worked shifts at medieval times, and you know are. Have you ever been? No, I haven't. I, I haven't. I'm looking at you. You must have gone. No, but Kari. I have auditioned for a what? dinner theater. Really? Uh, a dinner a theater? Dinner or, theater. Or a medieval, but not, not medieval, medieval times. No, no, much smaller. Much smaller. I want to find someone place. who's been there. No, I've never been. And more to the point, I want to find someone who will go. But I mean... Oh, this, game on. Oh, yeah. yeah. The one we in have Halifax, to go. like, there were no, like, waiters. That You were a performer and a waiter, like... You yeah. were in mm-hmm. character. Yeah, that, well, yeah, that's... And you had, you'd sing your song. You'd play in the band. You'd, Tony and Tina's wedding. So, instead of doing that, I joined the military. 
<laughs> which, which, to be fair, has its own costumes and songs. Yes. More songs than costumes. <laughs> I don't know, but I've been told. <laughs> okay, so we're not talking about my crappy jobs. So All right, fair uh, enough. Back to your All right, back to my crappy but, jobs. Okay, one, one before we step ahead of this, Please. I still want to go back to the medieval times thing. Yeah. We have to go. We have to design. We have to do a TVA podcast field trip. We've got to get this thing happening. With Shelly, get yourself a fucking babysitter. You're coming down. JP, Put up the guitar. Malcolm, you too. Bring your drummer, whoever's going to be this time. I don't care. Dave Patterson. Jay, oh. get in the van. We're going to medieval van. times. There's a van now. There will be a van. <laughs> we'll get the TVA van. <clears throat> Not sure how Enterprise is going to like us spray painting TVA on the side of a van. I'm going to steal one from the Quebec TV station. They've got those all over the place. Montreal. <laughs> That's right. Starting to get a logo on it. Yeah. There you go. There it is. Okay, anyway. So... Uh, you and I met while I was serving tables at the yes. Niagara Street Cafe, and that's how I was introduced to making segue to the Old York. The Old York. And worked at the Old York, and still, on a casual basis, work at mm-hmm. the Old York. Whenever they're, they come upon tough times mm-hmm. or in need of someone to fill in a spot, yeah. uh, I'm, the, I'm the guy they call. Right. Which, by the way, the first shift that you worked there that I walked in and just got to be, flipped me out. Because <laughs> I was just used to, like, you know, you being the you know, conversation guy, and we just sit down and talk. And next thing I know, he says, you, you, Do you want a beer? I said, yeah, well, yeah. And I thought you were just buying me one. I was like, Thank you very much. I was like, Being very into this. Like, That'll be 550. <laughs> you're not, he's getting it for you and charging you for yes, it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, said, yeah. I didn't really like that arrangement as much as I originally had thought. I had Previous it in my ones. head as something better. It wasn't happening that way. So, um, so from the old York. So from the old York. <clears throat> All right. So. This is where it gets cool. Now. He's drawing a map. Pulling out from the past, from my past in Regina, Saskatchewan, I did tour management for a number of bands. Uh, while I lived there, pe- uh, people I knew from high school, musicians I knew, from, known from around town, just being involved in the music industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> industry, sorry. Uh, in music industry in Saskatchewan. Um, <laughs> How many banjos would you say? No, actually, you know what? It's <laughs> people joke about the banjo. I know, the I know, and it's completely comeback. unfair. The banjo, it's an unfair assessment. The the banjo is making a real big comeback these days. It's it's the new uh, it's the new Korg organ. Really? As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. When it's when it becomes the new jug, that's when you call. Me. <laughs> call me then. I made a re- I made a jug reference to a 19 year old girl the other night, and she had no clue. Did she slap you because she thought you were talking tits? Jason Collette's oldest daughter. This guy's an indie superstar in yeah, Toronto. Yeah. She had no idea what blowing a jug meant, and she's just was she offended by it? Did she, she think it was? She was really horrified. She, yeah, I was like no. And then it took three of us to demonstrate the different sounds you could get. Out of a jug or various yeah. bottle. I was a, a vessel. Yeah. Right. She obviously it, didn't see the Simpsons episode. No. She loses the sack and gets the jug. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, never stopped in the middle of a hoedown. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was just horrified by it. And right. yeah, it took me a long time to explain to her. I didn't know we were that out of touch with youth. Right. I'm 25 years old. You're 25? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I think I have Devo albums in here that are older than you. <laughs> I do. On CD. On CD. <laughs> so that just shows you that I'm inconsistent and a bit of a dink that way. That's, yeah. Anyway. Completely. Okay, so you're at the Old York. Uh, getting sick of me by the day. I was actually uh, waiting tables at the Niagara Street Cafe when I met who was to become my future business partner, who I'd known his wife from other restaurants around town, who was also a phenomenal waitress, really great woman. Uh, and introduced me to her husband subsequently and found it remarkable. He owned a small record label in Toronto. Still owns a small record label. Arts and Crafts. Okay. Um, And was remarked at how much more I knew about his bands than he did, Hmm. in the trivial sense. 
Okay. Just so what you knew like shoe sizes, favorite colors? Uh more turn more or less turn offs. Uh, just like uh yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I baked you blueberry muffins. <laughs> I know they're your favorites. <laughs> These were his quotes on mine. This was uh, <laughs> this was us being quoted in the Globe and Mail last year as to how we first met. Uh-huh. Um <clears throat> but anyways, <laughs> neither here nor there. <laughs> Uh, kind of developed a relationship and kept moving forward, and I, I started doing a little bit of work with him, and then he proposed to me the idea of opening our own little boutique publishing agency, mm-hmm. which is now Runaway Music. Nice. So uh, I started working with him in the summer of 2006, Yep. and we've been going strong ever since. I remember when you got your, I think it was a BlackBerry at the time. Uh, was it a BlackBerry? You had I th- some sort I of mobile. I think it was a really nice phone. I, it might have been. Yeah. yeah. It might have been. Yeah. Blackberry's about a year you were, now. You were SMS, SMSing like all over the place. <laughs> I've had like six come in while we've been sitting here. It's been 40 minutes. Well, you're a busy guy. Well, you're in the music industry. No. Yeah, it's to be expected. Yes. <laughs> you see, see that? I'm a music industry douchey guy. I am. Like, I'm a huge douchebag. Friends, watch out. <laughs> coming coming at you in high fidelity with my douchery. <laughs> Douchebagitude. Um, no, but... the. the so this is what I, I find really interesting. So what prompted that big move? Like, because because you have gone from like you know basically the humblest of, of beginnings that you can come in through here, and now you've you've sort of hit you've really hit a really nice space right now where there's a lot of stuff that's coming in together for you. Yeah, okay, let's hold that thought. Let's. This might be a good point or a good uh, section we could put in. Uh, you looking at the time? Oh, a, yes, yes, yes. Put a tune in right here. Let us, let us put in a tune. So speaking of which, let's bring in one of your, um, sure. uh, one of your acts. This, is, this, will, this will carry into uh, a next topic I want to bring up, I guess, after, the, after this break, mm-hmm. is uh, another business that I am now partnered in, which is called Young Soul Records, Okay. which is a small uh, independent record label based out of Virginia, Saskatchewan. Um, and yeah, this is... Uh, hey, Jones. Um, let's do Library Voices. And uh, what song? What song do you think? I think. Well, is there one that you want to showcase? Because I, I have a favorite. Sure. But what do you like? No, please. You. It's your show. I uh, I really like the uh, the things we stole from Monica. Yeah, Grave. sure. That is a really good track. So here they are, uh, Library Voices, who you have pipped to be the next um, uh, Broken Social Scene. Yeah, they're on their way. Nice. Uh, here they are, Library Voices, uh, Things We Stole from Vonnegut's Grave. Mind the key change. Stop. 
stole from Vonnegut's grave. see that from there oh my god and we're back from library uh library voices so uh, i love that song it's fun that's the first time i've heard it when you brought it in it's just like wow that's it's challenging i can't play in one key <laughs> to severely drop yourself off the cliff and into a second one is just uh, it's unheard of but they're, it plays off very well. they're unbelievably talented and they're a pleasure to work with how did you find them well, uh, two of the members of the band, one of the principal songwriters, are my two business partners in Young Soul Records. Okay. These guys, along the same lines as Arts and Crafts, mm-hmm. wanted to start their own record label to release music for themselves and their friends. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Regina, or Saskatoon, or anywhere really in the prairies, it's kind of void of that. There's no one really supporting the indie music scene. Right. So why not do it themselves and kind of, perf- or kind of form it as a collective? Mm-hmm. Oh, Amsterdam Blonde Amsterdam break. Blonde Burp. <laughs> that burp brought to you by Amsterdam Blonde. Amsterdam Blonde from the Amsterdam Brewing Company. Amsterdam Good Beer. A proud non-sponsor. Proud non-sponsor. In fact, they might get litigious. <laughs> get like a cease and desist order. Don't, don't mention our beer anymore. Quit Why? drinking we, our beer We don't want to be associated with this project at all. In case Brian Hope's listening, litigious. Litigious. Yes. Uh, it means suing. <laughs> Seeing you in court That's what that is Are you kidding me? Brian doesn't even listen to his episodes So, uh, so Young Souls So yeah, Young Soul Records uh, Kind of almost in the, in the field as a, as a collective And I came on board with the two of them From a publishing perspective mm-hmm. To, you know, make them some money Now they're still centered out, out of Saskatchewan right they now? They are, yeah Okay, How? Okay, so we have been making all kinds of banjo and jug jokes How would you describe the independent music scene out there is it is it is it, is it burgeoning is there is there bands that have come out of that that have started to make some waves because we were talking with jp about like the halifax scene because they're all sloan daft right um but when they came out they brought a whole bunch of acts with them is there something that's coming out that way yes mm-hmm. and i say that with I don't know. It's it, Regina is a funny place for that sort of thing, and it's and Regina. I say that about Regina, Saskatoon, Calgary, uh, who because of current economic boom mm-hmm. are experiencing the growth in the arts. Now, these small places are doing it outside of those economic booms, and the people right. that are really you know benefiting from big oil aren't going to see. <laughs> right. Like, they're not going to go. go see some mud honey. That's my yeah. second mud honey reference in two podcasts. I love it. <laughs> Way to go. 
love it. <laughs> so but yeah, uh, they're not going to go see Tokyo Police Club play. No. Like they're not going to go to the next. I don't know. Not going to Dos Pumas. Yeah. Well, this is. Well, I've got friends. I've got friends on playing Saskatoon tonight. That really are probably not going to draw, even though they're opening for a fairly big band. Who are they opening for? Uh, the the band they're playing in is called Small Sins. Okay. And they're opening for Secret Machines. Nice. In Saskatoon okay. tonight. I have I have heard of both of those bands. Uh, I, I couldn't name one song. I just know the names. So at least something's going on. All right. Now it's time to name drop. Tom Darcy, who is the singer, principal, songwriter in Small Sins, was in the Cardigans. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Good friend of mine. Nice. He was guy. in the Cardigans. Yeah. How did you get into that outfit? Yeah. They're Swedes, aren't they, or something? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she is, maybe. Yeah. She yeah. Is. I always got the cardigans and the sweaters mixed up. And the sweaters, very different. Very different. Very different. <laughs> Punk band out of Montreal. Oh, that's horrifying. Um, yeah. yeah. You don't go grabbing for the, you know, you don't think you're going to be getting your love on that night and grab the wrong album. No, no, no. no. So okay, anyway. so he was in. The, so he was in Cardinals. So so ba- sorry. Back to your point. Uh, there are a lot. The arts community, especially within music in in Saskatchewan, is bubbling all the time and almost mm-hmm. bubbling over the over the pot. It's just that glass ceiling is so much lower mm-hmm. for musicians and artists in communities like that because yeah. there's there's no audience unless they get on the road and go tour. Mm-hmm. And how difficult is that with people with day jobs, right? Who only make so much. You know, it's yeah. it's it, there are hard places to make money and there are hard places to make it as musicians. Yeah. But I mean, there have been lots of success stories, and mm-hmm. like I mean, Wide Mouth Mason, mm-hmm. like those guys are all from Saskatoon, and, right? Um, even my friends of and like uh, five years ago, Despostado, I used to tour manage for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they blew up, did a huge North American tour, were received wonderfully, got rave reviews on Pitchfork and yep. Spin Magazine, and did an ad like ad placement that. Mm-hmm. Is what I do every day with uh, T-Mobile in, this, mm-hmm. in, uh, in the U.S. And, and made themselves a ton of money from it. So when you're when you're working with these companies to like, are they coming to you saying we need something hip and raw, and and that's how you're getting them published into 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 those frames? Like, are you basically the point of contact for something that sounds really cool for these guys? Yes, okay. and yes, and no. As as a music publisher, I am, and uh, music or music supervision houses, as they're called, that work specifically for agencies or television shows, mm-hmm. will put out a call saying, hey, this is what we're looking for, this this type of genre, male-female vocals, uh, this sort of feeling, this sort of emote, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of our model is that we're, we're so small that we can immediately pick out eight songs of our catalog and send them directly to them, right. rather than going to a one of the larger publishing houses, a la EMI, right. and having them send 13,000 songs and say, take your pick. Right. So we're doing the work for the music And look, 85% of them are Moby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Different remixes Moby's done of everybody yeah. on Earth. Yeah. But at the same time, we also act as the music supervisor. Mm-hmm. So uh, for an example, right now I'm... Uh, doing music supervision for a television show that airs on YTV and Fox Kids. Nice on uh, on Saturday or Saturday morning Fox Kids and Saturday afternoons on YTV mm-hmm. and uh, during the week as well. Uh, I don't remember what time it's on. I think it's seven thirty or eight o'clock. I don't know. I don't know. I, 
who watches for uh, for our YTV listenership? <laughs> if, if you could just uh, you know shuffle through and try and find it on the satellite, just, uh, email us at feedback at ACAVAC. We were nominated for a Gemini this year. The show's, Congratulations! The show is called The Adrenaline Project. Cool. It is a uh, it is a fear factor type show uh, aimed mm-hmm. at kids between the ages of twelve and sixteen. Nice. Less eating of testicles than extreme sports challenges. Okay. So there's. I'm glad of that. Yeah, there's not really. a whole lot of kids dining on monkey. Did brains you notice no one made a priest joke? I thought very good. <laughs> everyone, every one of you, I am so proud. Um, Never been prouder. Can you explain a little bit about what a music supervisor would do on a show like that? Well, what I do uh, is essentially exploit as much as I possibly can <laughs> the uh, the arts and talents of undiscovered uh, independent rock acts from around the country or around North America. Right. So I'm scouring the internet for the next, not even the next up and coming. I don't honestly, I don't give a shit if they're up and coming or not. But right. if they sound like Protest the Hero or if they sound like Alexis on Fire, mm-hmm. I approach them, say, "Hey, would you like to be involved in this television project? Right. I have X amount of dollars to give you for licensing your music and a, a ton of promotional stuff that you get to be on YTV.com and all your yeah. fan base will see you on Fox Kids and you'll get drawn to shows." So when you scour the internet, where's like your sort of jumping off point? Oh, definitely so, MySpace. That's your go-to. Oh, yeah. yeah, MySpace. Yeah, and and uh, it's that's, that's really what that's become right now. Well, that's basically what it's what it's yeah. for, and and bands use it as a, such a good promotional tool. Facebook is picking up as well, mm-hmm. but uh, and a lot of the ways there's there's another site. Uh, it's these uh, guys that own all of the North American rights to the Battle of the Bands. They're called Supernova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I look through Supernova a lot okay. and get a lot of uh, bands. They're not related to that band. No, 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 good. What Oasis? No, Supernova. <laughs> wasn't that wasn't that the name of the, the reality show? Supernova. Uh, wasn't that it? I'm pretty sure that was the Rockstar Supernova. Show. Rockstar Supernova. No, Thank no, you. No, Thank different you. different company. Else. Good. Oh, different company. Come over there and punch you in the gut. No, isn't that kid the new singer for fuck? Uh, Stone Temple, not Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, in excess. In excess. Yeah, in excess. that was the kid that won that Rockstar was, Supernova. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, that horrible. Horrible. horrible show. <laughs> oh, unwatchable. Okay, what about um, what about GarageBand.com? GarageBand. <laughs> well, why did everyone this episode snicker? proudly sponsored by GarageBand.com? <laughs> no, actually, I've gotten uh, several decent tunes we for do. this show off of GarageBand.com. This, so this is yeah. In fact, last week's was like that, wasn't it? Is that where that came from, or was that from no, that the was other a, one I that think, we use? Um, Podsafe Music Network. Is that that one? Yeah, I think it was a piano. Because this has happened. This is happening with more regularity now. Like, the first one kind of happened. We're just like, okay, we don't know what to make of it. This guy's a weirdo, obviously, thinking that, you know, we have a huge fan base, and we do. That was going to really pick up on his song. So we just got one recently. It was, like, on episode 80. And um, (laughs) I just, uh, blank. You should have a big electronic ticker. (laughs) It's like, let's go to the numbers. Boom. Yeah. Show me episode eighty five. <laughs> Survey says. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this guy this guy emailed us out of the blue and said, "Hey, uh, we would love to be on your uh, music on your podcast and like so we'll listen to a couple of tracks." And said, "Yeah, Darcy, I think I like this one. Let's put that on." And boom, so the transaction was really good. And that just tells me that he obviously has no clue about our podcast at all. Well, that's I don't true. think. Oh, you get unsolicited requests all the time, right? Yeah. I get I get stuff from big supervision houses or big labels or, or whatnot. Just right. having myself labeled in the industry as a music supervisor, oh, yeah. and these people know specifically what I'm working on and the projects I'm working on, like the Discovery mm-hmm. Network or, uh, or YTV and whatnot. 
and I got these horrifying country music albums yeah. that make me want to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we get uh, weird stuff too, but it's yeah. less All targeted. These, They're like, it's, "Hey, we think you have a great podcast." Yeah. I think you haven't listened. You yeah, haven't no, listened. You haven't listened to Word One. No one watches, listens to an episode. No one does anything, and but it's all unsolicited. And I right. mean, the more the merrier, because every now and again, maybe something hits the wall and sticks. But. Exactly. Well, like and by the way, you're uh, you, when when we start playing some more library voices, mm-hmm. uh, they are just going to go through the roof after we play them here. Well, are they, you kidding me? They'd better be. Well, people will come back going, do you have sponsors? And they're like, sponsors? We barely have pants. <laughs> no, they'll, they'll definitely get the uh, the TVA effect. They'll get that bump. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. You might see another two downloads. Well, well let's hope. I that's mean... It's going to be me and Darcy. Who are you kidding? Shelly as well. That's that's that. So, um, so, with, uh, so now that you're helping out the side project and stuff, we've t- kind of tiptoed around it, Feist. Yes. And the iPod ad that just has made her into like a Massey Hall filling sensation. Uh, ACC? Is it she? she the last tour that I saw her on was. And now it's the ACC. And now it's the ACC she's doing. Yeah. With you, you're, you're a busy guy. <laughs> Look at you getting her that gig. Well, no, 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 no. Let's, let's, no, let's give credit where credit's due. This is, this is definitely not. Yeah, okay, that's the book. But music. if they didn't know about her. <clears throat> so. Talk about the i like the uh, well i is iPod as she did it for iPod, iPod or iTouch it was the, the iPod, iPod okay. Nano um, all right how this all came to fruition Sally Seltman no oh Sally Sally Seltman I don't know I don't expect you to you hear Sally that? That, I've never I've never heard a whiff <laughs> on a name drop <laughs> <laughs> didn't even clang to the floor just. Swinging a miss. Nothing. Okay, so Sally Sally Struthers? Sally Stanhope? Seltman. Seltman, okay. Is a wonderful, wonderful woman from, uh, I'm going to say Melbourne. I hope to God I'm right. Melbourne, Australia. Somewhere in Australia if I'm wrong, but... Uh, say Melbourne. I was there. It's great. Great. Good. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's pie. the right city in Australia. Good slice of pie that she's from Melbourne. I think she's from Australia. Yeah. Sally wrote one, two, three, four. Uh, Sally's artist moniker is New Buffalo, and she's represented in North America by Arts and Crafts. Right. Uh, Sally released an album uh, prior to all this called The Last Beautiful Day. Mm-hmm. Really, really beautiful album, and uh, and is done a lot of songwriting work a la Buffy St. Marie. Okay. So that, that sort of thing, the whole like Tim Pan Alley sort of thing. But, but, but right. Sally does a lot of songwriting, very, very prolific, and had co-written a lot of stuff with Leslie over the years. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four being one of them. Uh, Leslie and her management control seventy or sorry, twenty five percent of the uh, the publishing and and all the administrative rights to one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Runaway Music controls seventy five percent. Okay. So How in do you essence, split that up. Sorry. How do you split that up? Well, just the, the one more. person just gets the one. The rest of them get two, three, four. Is that it? Well, so. fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Math joke. Anyway. No, honestly, <laughs> I'm, dead, I'm dead serious. Like, how, how do you, is it strictly well, Sally wrote it, of it? Or Sally it wrote it, Leslie performed it. Right. That's basically what they saw as fair within their deal. Okay. Let's say, okay. Let's say for, for sake of argument, that's one example. So the, the, in, in terms of ownership, when you're saying 75, 25, they're really just splitting um, expenses, revenue, and gives the leverage of the buyout. Publishing rights. And publishing rights, okay. So, which are, which... Basically, is, is as a any split though for uh, a songwriter. It it can be like it can go. It can be m- more or less depending on what 
Sorry, this burp brought to you by Amsterdam Blonde. <laughs> Amsterdam Blonde, <laughs> made by the Amsterdam Brewing Company. Uh, <laughs> it can it can kind of go either way, uh, more or less, but it's, it's fairly industry standard. Now, uh, Apple and their agencies approached uh, Leslie's management to license the song and were then redirected to us mm-hmm. as we had to clear it before Leslie's management could clear it. Okay. Because we own the a higher, right. a higher percentage the, okay. of the publishing rights to the song for them to overdub it in their ad. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, in essence, Runaway Music made that ad happen. Nice. How do you feel about it? I feel pretty good. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one sees that. Are you kidding me? Didn't it win? It was award winning, wasn't it? Uh, well, she's she's won or she won a Juno this year. Right. Uh, she was nominated for an, uh, what's the American one? Grammy. Grammy. Said, yeah. Yep. Uh, performed at the Grammys mm-hmm. this year. Uh, however, not that song. Yeah. It's a it's a shame that it was a Grammy though. Yeah. You know. That's the, that's the one. Should have been a Gemini. Should have been a Gemini. Should have been a Gemini. You uh, okay? So you were nominated. You and your production company was uh, were nominated for a Gemini this year. Yeah. My across the hall neighbor won one this year. Oh no way! Yeah. For what? Or what production? Uh, I haven't a clue. I haven't talked to her about that yet. Barbara Shearer. She's right across the way. <laughs> it's fun. Now I get to. Yeah, let's all, let's all <laughs> try that. God, we suck as musicians. Mine just sounds like war torn. Through song. <laughs> yeah. So now Barbara's going to wonder why the fuck I'm tagging her in the note for this podcast. Like, what? <laughs> what the hell are you saying? Nothing. I, yeah. I can, uh, anyway. I can see your door from here. Anyway, that's it. Um, so now with this commercial kind of like. It gives you something that you can point to, actually. I think that's, that's kind of cool. It's like a very big thing. So maybe you know the commercial. Boom. Yeah, well, I, yeah. here, I'll, I'll even give you a, a better reference, and this one was a lot more fun, and, and I, I don't want to say I'm a... Or, oh, yeah, I actually do. I want to say I'm a lot more proud of. Um, I don't know if either of you guys are familiar with uh, the Maynard's Wine Gum commercial or campaign that ran last year. woman comes out of the, uh, comes out of the convenience store wearing a polka dot dress, pops a wine gun in her mouth, splits into two. Yes. Pops yeah, one, yeah, yeah. Splitting, yeah, keeps yeah. splitting. The song behind that... Is called Roller Coaster, uh, written and performed by a band called Major Maker, who mm-hmm. is another runaway music artist who we actually are, manage full time as well. Wow. This was huge. Mm-hmm. This broke that glass ceiling for this band, and this song, like, and is the basically the, I don't know, the Cinderella story of the licensing world, mm-hmm. where a completely unheard of, unsigned, nobody knew about this band exploded because of their one, their one licensing opportunity. So, look. Okay, so how do people find out about them then, like, after they hear this? Okay, so, like, how does that benefit them? Like, obviously, you're going to get the money for the commercial itself. But do you find a lot of people going and Googling and finding, like, trying to figure out... Oh, like, out, you like, wouldn't fucking part? believe. Okay. In the first week that campaign aired, we had uh, 70,000 YouTube views. I mean, that's how it, it's so easy yeah. now, right? Like, I now suppose. it's... It was... It's it stronger now to be in a 30-second ad on television mm-hmm. than having your entire song played on the radio. Oh, of course. Right? People, way more people watch television. Because you can instantly radio. go and find out who is in that ad. And mm-hmm. you just type in who is in the Maynard's Wine Gums ad. And you, bang, you're there. And even if, you go, even if you go and look at it today and you look up that Maynard's Wine, Girl, or Maynard's Wine Gum or Roller Coaster or whatever, and you can mm-hmm. find that, that, that one spot, the first probably, I don't know, I'd have to say 400 comments that uh, viewers leave below are 
who is this band? Who right. is who plays this? Who is this? Who is this? Right. Who is this? Who is this? And then someone has to come in for that page and it's like, yes, it's yeah. And every now and again, it'd be Daniel and I being like, oh, they're called Major Maker. They're playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then come we can cut there. Momentum, 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 and yeah, and it's all like that. That whole unbelievable viral aspect of mm-hmm. marketing yourselves as a band or in the music industry is yeah. starts off with an opportunity like that, and then just. I got I got to do that with my Kentucky Fried Chicken commercial. <laughs> yeah. I got to YouTube that. <laughs> Who is the dulcet toned devil that's telling me to buy a bucket of chicken? <laughs> that's me, and I am playing Thunder Bay <laughs> for a hundred and fifty bucks <laughs> for thirty people, <laughs> while the middle act almost gets stabbed in an alley by aborigines. <laughs> What did you say last night that people in Thunder Bay drink like it's going to be gone they tomorrow? Dr- yeah, that was. My, it's, it's, it's like this is going to be their last go at it. They have changed it from an art to a science. <laughs> I was told when I was hosting, make sure there's a couple of breaks during the show. I said, yeah, okay, so people can go and have a pee and have a smoke. I said, no, no, you got to tell them that everyone gets in with a stamp, gets to go upstairs and have a three dollar shot because my regulars love shots, like. Wow. And let me just put it to you this way. There was no smart serve at all. There was dumb serve. People were getting oh. smart served all over the place. Oh, my God. I have not seen that much consumption since, like, it, it was like 18 frosh weeks, except these people were 40. You know, it was just incredible. That's hilarious. And then, the close off the night, a hypnotist showed up. Really? He was, we did 90 minutes at, like, like close to two hours of comedy with breaks and stuff like that then a hypnotist where you gotta be quiet that is that's amazing who went on for two hours yeah did they uh, did they ship in the hypnotist was he from out of town oh yeah oh you know he wasn't local well yeah Like from the Sioux? Or? No, he was from Kingston. Like, you know, like, oh, I kind of, he was from Kingston. It's like, hey, I'm from Kenanakways. Hey, look at that. The Six hypnotism capital of Ontario. Have <laughs> seen the people walking around Kingston? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, it was, uh, it was uh, the hypnotist Blackpool, and he has done some clever work in Kingston. There's a lot of dazed people walking around that town. Of course, maybe it was because I was doing the dope show. Maybe that was it. Maybe. Yeah. But, but, uh, okay, but no. far field. Time far for another field. tune, I think. Time for another tune? All right. Um, I am going to go with Ra Ra for this one. Sure, yeah. I like this. Uh, what's the history on these guys? Uh, great, uh, great little band. They're, uh, they're also signed to Young Soul Records. Mm-hmm. Uh, singer Marshall. He's a very, very uh, bright, sharp young man. Writes really, really beautiful music. Uh, they're a five piece band right now and going to be on the road uh, in the spring. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and very quickly before I forget, I was going to give a plug to uh, Library Voices, who, for all you listeners in Toronto, will be playing the Bovine Sex Club November 26th. We'll be out by then. We'll be out by then. Yep. Yep. November 26th. Yeah. We've got a bit of a backlog right now. Okay. I don't lie to you. All right. Um, well, they're in Ottawa on the 28th, too. So. Oh, where are they playing Ottawa? Uh, Zaphod. I was going to guess. Yeah. I was going to guess. Because they're playing... What is it they're playing here? They're playing... They're playing the Bovine Sex Club here. Bovine Sex Club, okay. And then uh, here again on the 29th uh, TBA. I'd forgotten how good the Bovine is for live music. It's very good for live music. It's really good. It's... it's, I I always had it in my head it was bigger. Yeah, no, it's it's always had it in my head it was bigger. No, no, it's not. It's a nice, small little room. Now, imagine an 11-piece band. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, where are they going to fit? I don't know. I don't know where they're going to put the accordion. I don't know where they're going to put uh, the two-level keyboards. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. The pipe organ? Well, we'll see. The pipe organ. <laughs> All right, back on track. The tune <laughs> The glockenspiel? Is that, okay, fine. Uh, we're going to go um, step off the map and float. Let's do that, because that's the single that... Um, no, wrong song. Is that no? Yeah. Oh, you're right, because that's Rob Ross. <laughs> this, uh, this, is, this is Betrayal Part 1. This is Betrayal Part 1 by Rob Ross. It hurts me still Though it's been a while It'll hurt until Love again. We're back. 
That was Betrayal Part 1 from Ra Ra. I like it. I, so, now... <laughs> I love that track. I love that track. Because um, we just listened to it. Lies! <laughs> just being injected right into the middle. We did hear it before. Like, like this is all... Every song you've heard tonight was, uh, was stuff that um, Jay brought in. And just said, you have to listen to this. Yeah, we had a bit of a listen stuff. before. Yeah, the, it's and, like, and, uh, uh, really good stuff. I, don't, I can't believe we didn't think of doing that before. Like, I brought a list of like six tunes that we might possibly right. you know, pick one from. Right. From my and then Jay says, um, "It's my job to do this. <laughs> How about we use some of that?" And like, oh no, we hate to promote people's things. <laughs> you ever listen to the Jason Blanchard shows? Fuck, guys, a walking infomercial. Oh. So I think uh, in the future yeah. we'll have a lot more. We'll have a lot more, and thank you for opening the floodgates to a lot more music for us. It's my pleasure, and quickly, very, very, very quickly before you bring this up. So, one of the men that uh, co-owns the actual physical building that uh, Runaway's offices are in, in mm-hmm. we have offices in Montreal and uh, Toronto, but uh, one of the guys that owns the building, he's kind of a friend of a friend, like a mutual acquaintance that I've met a couple years ago, and saw me in the parking lot one day and asked me, you know, like, what do we do? Like, hadn't really, like, looked into us at all and said, oh, well, this, this, and this, and publishing and licensing, and music industry, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, that's weird. He's like, I, uh, he's, I ran an, inform- like, the guy does advertising or whatnot, or has his finger in 70,000 different pies, and says, yeah, I ran this infomercial on, a, uh, on television, like, a year and a half ago, and I own, somehow ended up owning the publishing rights to the music that played over it, and, uh, yeah, I just get these bizarre, weird checks every quarter from SoCan, and just <laughs> nice. Oh, like, really, and so this is a this is a whole new chapter of me going in is to scoring infomercial. Mm-hmm. Nice. See, the funny trick about uh, Canada and how they like to screw musicians is how if you get something, <laughs> what a great country we are! <laughs> well, it's it's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> Put down that guitar. Uh, in the now. states, if you're an artist or a musician that gets an, uh, a song licensed onto a commercial, mm-hmm. you get royalties paid out every time a commercial plays. Right? Canada, no. Really? No. You don't get royalties for commercials. Royalties in television shows as performance yes. royalties paid out, but not, not for commercials. Not for commercials? No, because I do. As a as a member of the Actra Union, Actra Actra, yes. The not not for background music. For, oh, you don't get you don't get it. So the guy who did the like whatever music it was. Like for the KFC commercial, nothing. Nope, nope, nope. Hmm. If it airs in Canada, you didn't get royalties paid for it. The, um, do you remember the Robaxa set commercials, like the first ones that came out with the marionettes with yeah. the actual strings? The puppeteer for that is Ronnie Burkett, who uh, is a great marionettist, and he uh, he did like a whole bunch of shows at Canadian Stage when I was there. Of course he's a great marionette. I thought they were real people for the longest time. He's fantastic, yeah. right? And, uh, I was wishing was, someone would he was the guy jam a sword that. into my back. He was, he was doing those. <laughs> He got those, so like he says, like every time that thing played, and it was getting played a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 bucks. Oh, wow. Every time it plays. Just boom. That's so it. those quarterly checks coming in. Are they but now come it, must, in. it looks like it's been done with CG now. Yes. So I don't know if he gets anything that way. They might have like bumped him out. Well, unless, he gets, unless he gets his, the original concept. His puppet and his right. motions. And I hope he has a good lawyer. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be good. I but believe yeah. you know Mr. Leibowitz. Boom. Well, but, maybe there's somebody else who does it. Maybe this is, it's a profession. You're on my mind. But infomercials. It's computer marionette work. Yes. I, ju- I only do CG marionettes. <laughs> That's a niche. <laughs> so do you, uh, do, do you pull strings? And, uh, oh, no, 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 no. No. I click a mouse. 
Yes. <laughs> that's how I get my. F8 that's how I make the magic happen. So um, we'll 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 close off shortly. I just wanted to ask you. Uh, there's a few questions I wanted to ask you. Um, no, because I haven't all day apparently. But no, these are the ones. <laughs> these are the ones I want. I want to know about. I I want to say who. Uh, let's go to live music because I know you and I like to go to a lot of shows. Yeah. I've just recently been getting back into it and I've sort of forgotten how cool it is to go to see live music again. It's like, yeah, I've been missing this. Um, but it gets pricey. That's my problem. It can. It can. Like, depending upon the act and where you're going to see him, it's like, boom. Um, what are, what <laughs> speaking, are you gonna... speaking for someone that doesn't pay to go to shows, I... oh, you asshole. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, <laughs> this big slurp of Amsterdam brought to you by. Jay's <laughs> sucking gob. <laughs> I was sitting here. This is where I went in my head. I was like, what, what, what was the word I was looking for? And it wasn't really ego. It, was, it wasn't self-confidence. It was somewhere in like that. And I was just blanking. So we'll just go with the sucking noise you were making. Or arrogance. You could have gone with arrogance. arrogance. There you go. No, but that's not really being No, it wasn't, it wasn't like, this? Well, let's put not too fine a point on it. Self-satisfied. Self-satisfied. Yes. <laughs> no, but had Jay's smugness. And Darcy records the first spit take ever on the TVA podcast. <laughs> Doff your cap. Doff your cap, sir. Um, you can't. You have headphones on. Do you have anything I can throw up into? <laughs> well, that's my bag. On the uh, Darcy's lap usually works for me. Um, so <laughs> you've seen a lot of live shows. Usually. And usually works usually for you. Works for me. Sometimes I just can't reach it. Yeah. <laughs> Those off times when it doesn't work for you. Exactly. <laughs> you, know, you know how it happens. You kind of hover over you and like ah, I'm not feeling it, and then you just go find it. That's off. the whiskey kickstand. That's the whiskey kickstand. The whiskey kickstand. I've never heard that one. Okay, because yeah. your listeners can't actually see it. I'm going to illustrate it for you verbally. It's with your right hand pressed up against the wall. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, your left foot forward, your right foot kind of steadying your balance, and the okay. over your bottom lip, just breathing really yeah. heavy over it, yeah. just waiting for it to spill onto the side of the building that you're leaning against, right. just the okay. after you've been thrown out of the bar. Right. Yeah, the whiskey kickstand. I've never heard that before. Really? It's good to know. Now I have a name for it. You should go to Saskatoon sometime. I think we have an episode title. <laughs> the whiskey, whiskey kickstand. Who I believe are uh, our opening for uh, <laughs> voices. Actually, they're a great little two piecer out yeah, of Saskatoon. Um, so no, okay. So live shows. Sorry. Name me your top three live shows that you've been to ever. Let's go ever. Okay. Let's go uh, ever. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's, there's three right, segments to this. Uh, top three live shows you've ever seen. The worst act you've ever seen. <laughs> um, and the, not necessarily the best um, uh, show, but the best moment in a show. Okay. Okay, so oh, top, top three live. And Darcy, you better start warming up and thinking because you're getting the same questions. First, uh, and I can say this with, with utmost confidence, and I couldn't until this year, um, I was in a pretty horrific cycling accident earlier this summer where I did some serious tendon damage to my uh, mm-hmm. right arm and right hand, and I'm pretty sure I broke a couple bones in my left right. foot. I uh, spent a week hobbling around and decided, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to take a week off. Got out of town, went to Montreal. It happened to the so Radiohead was playing Montreal. Mm. I got to see Grizzly Bear. I heard they're good. Grizzly Bear, <laughs> open for Radiohead. 
Okay. On uh, Parc Jean Drapeau in the, on the island. Right. In Montreal. Yeah. In the rain. And this this will tie into two of those points. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, Grizzly Bear as a band live. Mm-hmm. Mind-blowing. Unbelievable. Beautiful vocal harmonies. Phenomenal band live. Now, the best moment during a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there with two, or three of my very good friends, JP being one of them. Right. Uh, about three quarters of the way, uh, th- not no less than three quarters of the way. It was probably earlier than halfway through Radiohead set. Uh, there's one of the slower tracks, and I, I'm really bad at track names when it comes to pop albums. But uh, uh, there's a part where uh, Tom York mentions uh, like his heart going off like fireworks, mm-hmm. and then on the other side of the island, their annual fireworks show started going off. Nice. So. Like I, I'm, I think let's say audience count. There were seventy thousand people on the island, mm-hmm. and the crowd just went nuts. Yep, everyone loses their minds. This like thousand, this like huge, huge fireworks show. I, I, I can't say a dollar amount because I have no idea what fireworks cost. Right, <laughs> but like hey, bucks. it's hundreds of thousands of dollars of fireworks. A couple of Roman candles, a sparkler. Yeah, oh, this is un- just a trip to the <clears throat> reservation. Oh, it was yeah. fucking unbelievable. <laughs> oh, it was yeah, <laughs> that was horrifying. <laughs> when you're picking up your discount smokes. And smokes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this uh, competitive uh, international professional fireworks show started going off just stage right, like the Symphony of Cancer. Unbelievable. Symphony of Cancer. Yeah, I remember a buddy of mine used to call it when Benches and Hedges sponsored it. Oh, Symphony uh, of Fire. Okay. Symphony of Fire. Symphony of Cancer. Oh, so, okay. Well, yeah. That name is always Way stuck to bring with it me. down. A little distasteful. Anyway, so Radiohead and Fireworks. Yeah, that's at the same time in and Montreal. In Montreal, and Tom York getting unbelievably upset. <laughs> Why? Like, at least quote. At least if they'd paid for fireworks, they could have waited till the end of the fucking bloody show. <laughs> because you could tell people were just scanning right. left, then right. Yeah. Band, fire. Band, fire. Right. Band, fire. Fire. Like, and just unbelievable. What a spectacular show. They yeah. should have figured that out. I mean, that happens in Montreal every summer, every Saturday night. <laughs> it's a fireworks show. Yeah, yeah no, it's but it's summer. Stand-up comedy outside is exactly like that. It's like, oh, we should have comedy outside. Have you been to a show in your life? You'll notice that the back wall is typically black. Why? No distractions. As opposed to a fucking fireworks show. Yeah. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Number two, number two, number two, number two. Okay, the reason this is, I picked three just out of the air. If you have three and you do it, the reason I pick three is I can't pick three. Like I could, it's, it's always changing my mind which ones are the best ones. I can uh, right now. I've I've got the three in my mind. Uh, the second one would have had to have been uh, before I really knew them. Before they'd become friends of mine slash uh, coworkers slash writers for mm-hmm. uh, our little company. I uh, was watching Do Make Say Think perform in a very very small club in Regina, Saskatchewan. Where, which we were exposed to the first act that had actually, I mean, the Arcade Fire kind of popularized this on their first like really big tour, mm-hmm. was walking out through the crowd with their instruments, with wireless mics, and having their entire horn section walk all between all 300 of us know-nothing prairie kids who had never been exposed to really beautiful, artful post-rock, indie rock, and just blow our minds. Yeah, cool. It was spectacular in this tiny little two-level tiered club. It was absolutely phenomenal. And now knowing them better as people, having lived in Toronto and lived in the neighborhood and right. and working in the industry, it's just I can I can appreciate it more and more every time I see them. Mm-hmm. But that one time was just absolutely spectacular. 
number three, remarkably, Band of Horses, last year. Really? Yep. Okay. Where'd you see them? Uh, we saw them at the Phoenix in okay. uh, at Sherborne and whatever that street. Sherborne and Carlton? Uh, uh, just, just north, north of Carlton. Carlton. Sherborne. Just north of Carlton. South of Blair. So- <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That's another one. <laughs> I'm just making like this fucking list of like, uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to pare it down to three. Oh, yeah. Exactly. There's no way I'll be able to pare it down to three. You're going to see in a second. But it was just, it was one of those things where, a la our conversation the other night, where we got into the argument whether what music should do, should it make you dance, should it, should it kind of involve you, should it encapsulate you by any means. A full house at the Phoenix and everyone, eyes fixed forward, nothing else was going on around you but the band playing and it yep. was so intoxicating just being there to watch them mm-hmm. really turn it on. Right. Can I add a fourth? Can I add a fourth? Yeah, you can add a fourth. Wait until you get my list of 85. (laughs) In my first year of living in Toronto, uh, I I didn't have very very many friends living, or from Toronto, I didn't know very many people from Toronto, but I had a small community of people from out west that I uh, had worked with or knew. And uh, one of the guys was... Is sorry, I'm still friends with him. <laughs> no, he's still around. No, uh, he's a douchebag now. Fucking egg his house. <laughs> <hash. Okay>. He's a... <laughs> he's a... He's a sound engineer at Phase One uh, Studios in Scarborough. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, we decided it'd be fun if we spent the day golfing out uh, just outside of London. Mm-hmm. So he uh, found this really nice golf course, and like, why not? It's a great way to get drunk in a park. None of us take golf seriously. No. We ended up going to see a, a show at a small venue in London called Call the Office. Uh, which used to be the it used to be it was Call the Office. Then they changed their name to Promised Land, and they went back to Call the Office because Promised Land was dumb. Yeah. I am very well familiar with the Call the Office. Great part. We got to see, and I mean, what they hold, let's say, like, off the rim, 120, 130 people, maybe? Yeah, it's like half the size of Lee's. Yeah, we got to see And You Will Know Us by the Trail of Dead. You're kidding. Play there. And that was absolutely remarkable. These six-piece band with two drummers who took up their entire little corner stage, so the rest of the band had to play on the floor standing right in front of us. (laughs) And one of the rowdiest, loudest mm-hmm. rock and, or indie rock set or sets in the last ten years. Nice. Play this unbelievably two-hour-long set in this tiny, sweaty little club in London, Ontario. That's fantastic. Yeah, that was amazing. Nice. That's a good venue. That's a fucking great band for that venue. Yeah, that was a ton of fun. So nice. The, okay, four. So I got four. Okay, that's four. Darcy, three. Three. Um, let's see. I've got more than three. Um, there's a show I went to I guess was I in I guess I was in university in Halifax there was a band called Avacost okay, okay. and uh, you've Death never metal. heard of them so what they do? no it was uh, progressive rock like super um, three songs three hours um, they had some stuff like that uh, yeah okay ponytails um, I'm seeing ponytails virtuosic guitar playing mm-hmm. you know like crazy writing like amazing and um, we knew them th- through high school, they went to the same high school as us. Um, but they never had any, it was always instrumental. And they had an EP, all instrumental EP. And there was always this, this rumor that went around that said, you know, you know, Warren's actually written lyrics to all of these songs. He just won't perform them with anybody but this one vocalist, this friend of his, Peter Hubley. Mm-hmm. And he was in Montreal. He moved back. And, you know, the word got around, Peter's in town, and these guys aren't gigging anymore. They stopped. Mm-hmm. They're just rehearsing and rehearsing. And they played this one show at the St. Pat's Auditorium. And they came out, and the performance live, like, it was their first 
live performance for anybody. Just insane. Like, just so clean. Peter's voice was, and it was like, we already knew the tunes. We just never heard the lyrics and the vocals go on top of the stuff. Uh, Mind-blowing. Another kind of uh, show, uh, you you said the uh, fireworks. Saw Peter Gabriel at um, the amphitheater here. And there was a, um, a thunderstorm off in the distance. Well, that was going on. That was like sort of a moment mm-hmm. in a show. It was when that all started going. It was all purple and red and stuff all behind mm-hmm. the stage. It was really Not wild. to interrupt, but one of the ones that I had uh, listed there was Crystal Method at uh, Molson Park and Barrie. They were the last act of the night on Somersault. And same thing, Thunderstorm. So you've got oh, yeah, Crystal Somersault. Method and Blammo. Yeah. It's like, well, this is the best fucking late show I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, God. God lights techno. <laughs> and maybe the best one was actually, it was two shows back to back. They were live recording sessions for um, an album called uh, Alive and Well. And it was uh, my saxophone professor, um, mm-hmm. Don Palmer, uh, Skip Beckwith on bass, and uh, Jerry Granelli on drums. And... Jazz people? Jazz people. Uh, that's and yeah. very, very, very free. And it was just like one of those things. It's a small... So like no charge at the venue? Is that... <laughs> Clothes <laughs> optional? <laughs> a lot of swinging? <laughs> Bring your own djembe? It was just one of those... It was a small... Like it, we actually you know, had uh, music history in that, that auditorium. Like it's a small yes. little like lecture theater where they played. And it was just like one of those... like. I have a music degree in jazz, so yeah. that's this is. <laughs> so you were dabbing a lot that night. Darcy's um, getting emotional. Yeah, <laughs> it was like one of those nights. Like it was, everyone just got sucked in, yep. and it was just very, very intimate. And uh, and of course, then we could go and and buy the CD after, and and you just sort of every time you heard it, so that wasn't free. When you <laughs> no. <laughs> You know what it's like what all those bare <laughs> barefooted dreadlock jackasses do then. Huh? Like it's totally different to hear a CD when you remember the the actual performance. Mm-hmm. You remember the yeah. recording of it. Yeah, it's kind of like when you know I go back and listen to episodes of the TVA podcast. You know, like you do that. I, we're up. Yeah, you're I, the uh, guy doing that. Yeah. Uh, you're the guy. These hits. <laughs> Who the hell's listening to that garbage? Oh, yeah, I episode fifteen. We what were we that. thinking? <laughs> Jesus. I remember just how I felt when I clunked up the podcast. <laughs> hey, fuck that noise. That's my job. Hey, I got, uh, I got one more before you go. Yeah, one okay. more before you go. I get number five. I get yep, number yep, five. Yep, Sorry. Yep. I know. I know. No, that's fine. That's only fine. got that's three fine. And, and you get none. But uh, I get number five. <clears throat> I'm doing 18 after this. This summer, uh, I was uh, working one night. I'd wrapped up work, and a f- uh, friends of mine were having a barbecue. And uh, you're going to like this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've never told you this story. Uh, friends of mine were having a barbecue, and they're like, yeah, we've, well, we've wrapped up cooking, but come over, we're still having some drinks, and we're going to go out for the last call. It was a uh, Sunday night. A uh, friend of mine who lives on Delaware, just went to college, so went into her backyard, and a couple of people were kind of still milling around the backyard, but most of the people had moved into her kitchen, and there's maybe uh, like nine people there, and then I would have been the 10th, and walked into the kitchen, and I brought a bottle of wine with myself, or with me, with myself. With me. <laughs> with myself. <laughs> and, and my uh, grandma <laughs> And, uh, and you know, it was un- uncorking a bottle of wine and chatting with a friend of mine. And I heard from behind me go, oh, here's a new face. And I turned around and it was an outstretched hand. And it was Fred Penner. No way. And I was, no. And I don't get starstruck. Like I, I've I remember st- you telling me this story and I still don't believe it. I stopped getting star tr- starstruck a while ago. And I think, I don't know. I could tell you a story. I stopped getting starstruck. <laughs> but, uh. 
it was Fred Penner and I at a kitchen I was party. <laughs> in a in this kitchen at twelve thirty at night and I literally was beside myself and uh shook my hand and said, Hi, my name is Fred and I said, I know. And that's all <laughs> I could say. You know who the guys are? It's like, hi, uh, I'm Tom Cruise. I know. Yeah. Sadly, I, you are. But, you know, and but I, Fred Penner would be awesome. Horrifyingly, like, just embarrassed myself. <laughs> and a bunch of my friends are laughing and had finally put it together that it was a friend of mine's girlfriend's father. And he was coming. He was in town. He was doing an event for the CBC and staying with her for the couple mm-hmm. of days that he was in town. So in order to not piss off her neighbors, we all decided to move the barbecue into her living room. Right. Or sorry, into her kitchen. We moved out her dining room table. And nine of us, a lot of these people, very prominent musicians in the local scene, Mm -hmm. all of us sitting cross-legged, getting six songs from Fred as he pulled out his acoustic guitar. Goddamn. Including The Cat Came Back. Ah, the very next day. (laughs) But. no, no, it was a goner. But the original Cat Came Back. The... The like version, the, one. the very dark, dark version yeah. of the cat came back, like from the eighteen nineties. Oh wow! When, it's not a happy song. No, it is not a happy no. song. Where people in the neighborhood were pulling out all the stops to murder said cat. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, loading their shotgun uh, full of nails, and all they found were ninety nine pieces of him. Like yeah. horrifying imagery. And he had to stop halfway through. He's like, I could go on, but. I think I think right now that song has become like the musical equivalent of the Aristocrats. Oh, it's where you could just like you know write up the of lyrics. Of course, yeah, yeah. But Fred knows it. Oh yeah. And even and to make it even better, we went out for uh, <laughs> went out for Hendrix Martini. So the next night, very nice. Yeah, yeah. It's good with a cucumber. Oh, it's wonderful with a cucumber. And Fred Penner. And Fred Penner. <laughs> Who is often seen as a sidekick to Fred Penner Amazing. is the cucumber. Oh, the cucumber. He calls him Dilly. But I just, I just like, I remar- I, being beside myself, I was whatever happened to Word Bird? Yeah. Like, <laughs> where is this place in the woods? My, um, so, so, okay, so, so speaking of like children, uh, is, is starstruck, whatever, um, that, wrapped up brown piece of paper. I'm pointing, ladies and gentlemen, listening to the podcast. You obviously <laughs> can't see room. it. Corner of the room. Um, I have not put it up yet because I'm still trying to figure out where exactly I want to put it. Probably that wall above the TV. But that anyway, that is a framed picture that Mr. Dressup did for me. What? Oh, wow. When he, came, when he came to my dad's church in Brampton. Wow. Dad pulled several strings and said, we're going to have a special guest at the concert. Did not let anyone know who this was going to be. And then, his, ladies and gentlemen, here he is. Didn't even mention him. And in comes Mr. Dress Up Ernie Coves. And so he wow. does songs. And he, he's, he, he, he spritzes the crowd like Leno. And says, <laughs> like, you know, what's your name? You know, how old are you? And I think I said like nine and a half or six and a half or something like that. And so he drew, You were clearly 17. I, I was. <laughs> I was, I had my hat on sideways trying to hide it. You know, I was wearing the baggy pants. Sir, I am six and a half years I, old. I am six and a half. Sir. <laughs> you have some ID to prove it? Why, yes, here's my driver's license. Oh, you have tricked me with your japery. This is my G1. Um, so, and what he does is like he would draw, like he would get like either your first initial or your age and then draw something about that. So in my case, he had like a six and a half or a nine and a half and he drew like the, the, uh, uh a cat, um, that's str- uh, sw- taking a swat at a guy's hat, like a top hat or something like that. And it's, and signs says all the best, Todd, Mr. Dressel. Wow. It's fantastic. 
if it wouldn't make so much noise, I will, at the end of the podcast, I'll show you this. I'll unwrap it, and then it'll finally motivate me to find a wall for it. Um, so that's my that's, children's entertainment. That's a story. getter. That's a getter. Yeah. After, after meeting... After meeting Fred Penner, I uh, I immediately called my sister in Humboldt, Saskatchewan to wake her up. Yes. <laughs> and uh, her two, she has a two-year-old and a four-year-old, uh, both girls, mm-hmm. and told her and didn't believe me. Right. Not not even not even a fucking chance she was believing me that I'd just met right. Fred Penner. Yeah. Like, small town boy makes big, mm-hmm. really? I've been on the cover of a magazine once? No, well, you've never you met Fred Penner. I mean, right. you called and woke her up. <laughs> yeah. Like, who would, what kind who of would prank call dial, is that? Who you know would who drug just... dial someone and not have that be the case? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to fucking do that now. <laughs> Guess who I just met? I called her from Bobby the... Bobby De Niro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I called her from the patio with the brass taps at College and Dover. Yeah, yeah, saying, yeah. Oh, my God, I'm getting drunk with Fred Penner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And wouldn't believe me, so I got him to sign two coloring books for the oh, girls. Oh, that's fantastic. And like an, an autographed postcard for me saying, like, hey, this actually happened. Yeah. Wow. A certificate and of authenticity on a beer mat. Copied her copied her on like three or four emails from nice. Fred Penner. Like this is I actually like fuck you, I met him. Yeah. <laughs> now I've got a lot of CDs in here, as you can see. I don't have a lot of Fred Penner in here, but I respect him. Oh, but that was a good thing, though, yeah. because his daughter, we we ended up spending the rest of the night after Last Call going onto iTunes and buying all the tracks that she had nice. recorded with him wow. when she was, like, a, a youngster, when she was five, six, or seven years old, that she tracked them. And I've never seen a woman go more red in her life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because the pipes are good at five and six. Oh, it was just, it was the most darling thing voice. I've ever heard. Oh, that's crazy. Um... <laughs> I got drunk with Fred Penner. Yeah, um, I was at. I was at. Uh, he had to drive me home. My um, on on one of my birthdays uh, in Kingston, my brother and I went out to a bar to see Super Friends open for the Doughboys. Oh, which is a nice little show. So uh, Chris Murray yeah. was drumming for them at that point. Chris Murray. Chris Mur- No, sorry. Chris, Chris Murray. Chris. Uh, Chris Murray is uh, lead singer of King Apparatus. Yeah. Another great live band. Chris Murphy. Sorry. Yeah. It was. And so he's uh, he went up with Super Friends and my brother. Great guy. Just became a daddy. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, congratulations, Chris Murphy. <laughs> I know you're listening. Um, Fascinating. He, he, he hopefully you know he'll send us in a picture. Mm. The little guy. Hey, okay. not of the birthing video. Don't need that, Chris. Thanks. <laughs> Stop there. So. Uh, we're we're at there and like I want to see the Doughboys for sure and I also want to see the Super Friends. My brother is just totally agog at that point with Sloan and anything like that. And Chris and the rest of the band come out into the audience in between their sets and while the Doughboys are on. And my brother is just like he's starstruck. He can't. He's like staring at his shoes, which are big shoes. He's six five and he's like size fourteen, so he's got a lot to take in. And it's like, <laughs> what are you doing? It's like, it's like oh, I want to go talk to him. It's like, I don't know what to do. Is it? Come on. It was like, hey, Chris, Todd and Allen, you've never uh, met me before, but and we just started talking. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Well, I'm a comic. You know, I'm just trying to start out like that. He goes, oh, really? I've always wanted to do that. And then, like, we just started talking. And I'm sure he doesn't remember, but he's like, yeah, and this is my brother. He wanted to talk to you. And, uh, and he's like, oh, it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. And he's like, oh, his voice cracking all the place. Um, the other uh, situation I had like that, um, who, was, who was the guy? David J.? From Bauhaus, David J. And it was Tones on Tail, right? So he did a solo thing, and this is when I was married. And uh, my wife, my wife at the time, I guess we can say that now. My wife at the time, (laughs) uh, she, um, (laughs) 
<laughs> See, that's why we broke up. She wouldn't do that. I, um, <laughs> oh, I can't believe I just said that. I can't. Uh, I'm not mentioning her by name, so I don't need to tag her in the note. Oh. But um, this Amsterdam natural blonde moment brought <laughs> this by. awkward moment brought, <laughs> brought to you by, by Amsterdam and lots of it. <laughs> um, so we go we go see David J and she's. Uh, she's more into that, into his solo stuff than I am, but I'm like, okay with it. And I guess, you know, I was just trying to dance and trying to take it in. And I, she was having a little bit much of me, I guess, that night. I don't know what was going on. It's probably near, probably when it was starting to go off the rails, I'm guessing. And I was just trying to find some way to, to, to kind of make things up to her for her a little bit. So um, uh, I, uh, I went up and I got David J to autograph my thing. It says, could you meet, you know, could you talk to my wife? She, she's a really big fan of yours. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he follows me to her. Mm-hmm. And so I, I tap her on the show and I go, hi. And she's like, what? I go, oh, I'd just like to introduce you to David J. And she's, <laughs> uh, she just goes pale, then red, then pale again. It was, like, <laughs> it was, it was a fantastic moment. Um, so that was that was a good concert, but it was not my favorite one. Um, <laughs> Let's get to your favorite My one. favorite ones. Um, Lee's Palace. I went and saw this band called Ruby, who came out um, in the mid '90s, early '90s. Um, they had an opening act called Stum that I showed up about a third of the way through the set, quarter way through, and it was one of these moments where the opening act just eclipsed everything that the guys that you paid to see went, and they did it. And it's like after the first song I heard, it's like, hey, these guys are okay. Second one is, hey, these guys are good. Third is like, where's your merch table? Mm-hmm. I didn't end up getting their album until I was in Chicago in a used record store. Um, Sugar Rose at uh, Massey Hall. You were saying first time I ever saw them. It was just like this wall of humans should not be making this uh, uh, music. Uh, just zoomed to that. Uh, Blur. I saw three times in successively <laughs> smaller venues. The first time was the Molson Amphitheater. Second time was Varsity Arena. The third time was at Palais Royale. Are you ever Canadian and are you ever from Ontario? Because <laughs> you've seen Blur. Bl- sorry, Blur. 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 Three times. Blur. That's awesome. That's very Canadian of you. It, well, I, yeah, I do my best. Uh, <laughs> you were going to go for your like top three and you just... Top three are all blur. No, no, no not all three. The Palais Royale one was. I just. What I'm saying is, you you gone beyond your three. Oh, is that the way it's gonna go? I'm oh, looking for a oh, Simpsons question of the week okay. here. Uh, very quickly, five words or less. Worst uh, act you ever saw live. Uh, worst act I ever saw. All right, that was five words. Worst act. Worst act. Worst act. Um, who was it? Oh, there was a really, really bad one. Um. No, I don't want to pick that one. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Okay. Darcy, Darcy go first. Darcy, what do you got in the hopper? Worst act. Music act. You can't say me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a... All right. Nope. <laughs> That's behind me. Beat you to it. <clears throat> <laughs> Let's see. That can I... Uh, can I get, uh, let me get mine out of the way, and you guys can think about it. Yeah. Uh, Peaches. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Saw her open for Elastica, booed her off the stage. Wow. She she got so angry at me, she invited me to suck her cock. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. I hated her. I got, I got two. I got two. I got two. Okay. <clears throat> uh, the first one, which this is going to sound absurd, was TV on the radio. I saw TV on the radio play live at the Horseshoe, and I left after their second song. Right. I was so unengaged and mm-hmm. just, just thought it was awful. It happens. Years later, I'm a huge fan, and right. I regret that moment, as do all of my friends for being you friends with me at the time. Sometimes you just need to take a break yeah. from it 
you know. Right. Uh, the other one was it was a small band from Saskatchewan called Despistado that mm-hmm. I did tour management for, and they played their last show ever. And this was after they'd broken up from uh, their own personal differences, and it was such a horrific show. Uh, everyone we knew in town was in the room, and it was a pretty large room, and it sold out. It was about 700 mm-hmm. people there. And uh, and all the band's parents and families and friends were there. And uh, this was after I'd moved uh, out to Toronto from Saskatchewan, and I'd come back uh, just for uh, a couple of days to visit. And it was so bad because I'd gotten so drunk earlier in the evening and showed up at the show and climbed up on stage and took over lead vocals. <laughs> that is a shitty show. That is a shitty show. I took the microphone from the singer, and the guys were not in the mood to play the show, and were not in the mood to be there, and didn't want to be in the same room with each other. And I sang the entire show to the <laughs> to all of our friends, and to all of their parents, and to everyone we knew, ruining. The last opportunity any of these people would ever there get to go. see these guys play it's live. It's good that you took the per, the personal journey for the worst show. Yeah. If, uh, if, come clean on if anybody finds me on MySpace, there's a picture of me belting into the microphone while the guitarist is laughing and the drummer is furious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Right. I, I have a newfound respect for you, sir. Yeah. That was the worst show I've ever been a part of or seen. Nice. <laughs> Roll the tape. There you go. It was, Darcy, worst uh, show. I was singing. Yep. <laughs> I didn't have to go up and take over the mic. They actually asked me to, to sing. It was a, a reunion of our high school garage band. <laughs> because our bassist was in medical school and they had a medical school fundraising concert and it was the after party. Mm-hmm. And so he said it'd be great if the band got back together and played the after party. And it was not great. Yeah. <laughs> a little tippy? Well, uh, we, we hadn't played in a while. A little rusty. Mm-hmm. Um, had to fill in uh, on drums. Um, we didn't have all the band together. Um, decided we need to upgrade the or uh, freshen up the, the material, the covers we're going to do. So. Mm-hmm. Stuff we hadn't played, and nice. um, they paid us some beer. Oh, oh good! Beer. In advance. <laughs> so you don't want to get that on layaway. Horrible, horrible show. <laughs> no, there were there were a couple times when we we were out on tour when uh, there was one show that we played at, uh, at this lovely venue called the Vat, the Vat, the Vat, V A T in uh, sunny Red Deer, Alberta. Okay. Mm. Where we played to uh, the club owner, the bartender, and this one uh, single mother who was in love with us. <laughs> and mm. Who wouldn't be? Who we were touring on a. Uh, <laughs> we were touring on a uh, six. No, this is remarkable. Down, man, this is good. Oh, she left her wallet in our van. It was terrible. Oh, and you got to send it back. Oh, yeah. But, oh. uh. <laughs> we, uh, Did you just like drive by the house and huck it into the yard? When we got to the uh, venue, oh no 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 no, it was an ordeal. <laughs> uh, when we got to the venue, we'd found out that uh, in the contract that nobody had actually read, they we'd signed on for uh, three ninety minutes. By the way, sets. we have a waiver for the show. I just wanted to make sure that you get that three ninety minute sets. Three ninety minute sets. We were on a six song EP tour. <laughs> no opening band. So. So they got I, to know those six songs quite well. Oh no no no! And and because there was absolutely no one there, I I sat in the crowd and uh, and drank our rider before <laughs> during the first set, <laughs> and uh, 
crowd breaks. A couple of friends of ours had finally gotten through the snowstorm uh, up into Red Deer from Calgary. So a couple of friends of ours had showed up. Second set comes along, and all of us get on stage and just grab whatever spare instruments we had on and just and just kind of fooled around for like another half an hour and, and actually had a lot of fun and, and made a couple things sound kind of fun and did an okay job. Nice. Come back off stage, have another 15-minute break. Uh-huh. A couple more people had trickled in, like locals to the bar and whatnot. And then the third set rolls around, and this is when like three-quarters of the band are seeing sideways, except for, thank God, the one lead guitarist who, by choice of faith, didn't drink. Nice. And is good holding find, it all together. Good to find a Muslim guitarist in, he, in Red Deer. Baha'i. Baha'i. He was Baha'i. Wonderful man. Still a very good friend of mine. Uh, was the only sober one. And uh, I chose to do a, uh, a little bit of a uh, trumpet solo. This was long. This was years before I ever even learned how to remotely play the trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> these were this is when things went down all of us had changed instruments and just oh, no God. one knew how to play and people that we knew weren't musicians were on stage just banging into things and there were about uh 20 of our friends on stage at the vet mm-hmm. in red deer alberta just making as much noise as we yeah. possibly could and that is when ein stoisen neubat was invented <laughs> i know i'm fucking up that name too but anyway uh Something we have not done Sorry. in a long time, and you are very well versed in these things. Simpsons question of the week. All right, here we go. So, uh, in Boy Scouts in the Hood, episode one F zero six. Oh, that one. That one. Marge says that <laughs> junior says campers. That. Marge says that junior campers do a lot of cool things. Like what? Is it a taffy poles, B flag ceremonies, or C candle decorating? Taffy poles, flag ceremonies, candle decorating. I'd have to say, I'd have to go with A, taffy poles. Going with taffy poles. Yeah. You giggle like a schoolgirl when you <laughs> said that. Taffy poles, <laughs> dirty. Darcy. Uh, let's try C. Going to try C? Candle decorating. Candle decorating. I guess B, and I'm the only one that got it right. Oh, no. There's all kinds of cool things, like flag ceremonies. Like flag ah. ceremonies. She said taffy pulling at one time she or another. She did, but it's not. Uh, it's not that episode. They'll do this in this calendar. They'll throw in like little things, like little quotes, like that. My favorite Marge line. Just completely. We'll close this off. But like my favorite. Okay, Marge your line three ever. favorite Marge lines. Marge lines. Okay. <laughs> well, the first Marge line. <laughs> you're never it. getting out of this. No, is the one where where um, uh, th- she's she's. Uh, oh, it got dark out fast. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it. If we put the clocks back, look what's happened. Um, um, Lisa's calling her on the fact that you know she will just divert attention from any crisis or whatever. And then uh, the next line out of Marge's mouth is, Who wants ginger snaps? <laughs> and I just totally cut my throat on that. <laughs> nice. that's, a, that's, that's a hard voice to do. It is. It's uh, a rough one. So, final anyway. tune. Take us out. What have we got? Here, Todd? I think uh, I have killed my throat there. There it is. Um, what did we play? We played um, things we stole, and we did the rah rahs. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to close it with "Step Off the Map and Float." Step off the map yeah. and float again by by Library Voices. Thank you once again, Jay, for coming down. My pleasure. Thank you for giving us all this music. My pleasure and uh, permission to use way more of it. Hey, Please. God bless you. And if we can make that other sponsorship thing happen, you know what I'm saying. Hey, that other thing we that, talked about when thing, we, when we were off air. thing we talked about, there'll be giveaways, folks. You'll be liking it. Anyway. Um, November 26th at the Bovine. Yes. And if they're in Ottawa. 
If they're in Ottawa, it's November 28th at Zaffod's. Zaffod, Beeblebroxes. November 28th. November 28th. Yes, I got it right. There it is. <laughs> I love it when you're scaring your phone. Yes, this is the 28th. Is what I'm just flipping through my Blackberry. Uh, I got it right. Nice. So, Jay, thank you very much. Thank you, Todd. Uh, Darcy, once again, thank you. We'll see how the new mixer board works out. Well, yeah, fingers crossed. And I just want to remind uh, everyone that uh, links to the band sites. Uh, will be in the show notes over at heyitstva.com. Mm-hmm. You always do that. You always do a really good job of that, keeping us honest with the yeah. links, the updated okay. links. Anyway, uh, thank you once again, listeners. Uh, this is Tav and Alan saying doodles. Just to 